This is a podcast series created by the careers and entrepreneurship team at the University of Sussex. We want this to be a space that inspires, informs and speaks to students and recent graduates. Whether you want to turn an idea into an income or if you're looking to become an innovator within an organisation, this podcast is for you. In this series, we'll be talking about doing business for good. I'll be speaking with founders who started impact-led businesses. Okay, I am super excited today to be joined by Shiv Misra, who is the founder of Roots and Hoots. Um, This series is all about business for good and people who are passionate about impact-led businesses. So Shiv, welcome to our podcast. Hello Georgina, thanks Thanks for having me over. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, can you tell us about your business? So how would you describe it to someone in 60 seconds? Well, 60 seconds, okay. Um, so Roots and Hoots is, an on, is a zero-waste shop, but we are doing this whole zero-waste shop in an online space. So no more going down to um, your zero waste or a waste free shop with uh, the the tubs or, or paper bags and trying to figure out how much do I need? How much should I buy? You can do this all from the convenience of your home and we will deliver this to your doorsteps in an emission free uh, vehicle. But that's not it. Um, we have also implemented um, a quite unique uh, closed loop system for all the packaging. So when we deliver these products to you, we deliver them in cotton bags uh, or glass bottles or aluminum tins, all of which are reusable. So we pick them up from you after you've decanted or on your next delivery, we wash them and then reuse it. So we are implementing a closed loop system for all the packaging, which is where a lot of wastage happens, be it the supermarket or a little bit of wastage at your zero market shop because we are wasting all those paper bags that are used. So we're doing away with all of that and, and uh, reducing um, wastage in the cycle. But more importantly, we're giving the convenience back to the customers. So you can do all of this from the comfort of your home. So that's, that's uh, me, 60 seconds in terms of our range. So we stock a, a, a range of uh, food products, uh, household or personal care products. All of these are plastic free. Uh, they do not contain any plastic in them. And um, they are organic and they are all vegan. So it's not just reducing wastage, but we also want to promote healthy living for people who, and an organic as well. People eat organic, it's good for the planet, it's good for themselves. So that's that's Roots and Hoots. I hope I did it in 60 seconds. I, I think it was brilliant. It was really great to hear a bit about what your mission is uh, for Roots and Hoots. And it just sounds so simple and so convenient at, you know, like you say, you're not having to gather up lots of containers and go and weigh out contents. You can just, from the comfort of your own home, place an order and then you will deliver uh, to yeah. Sussex, the Sussex area. So we started off in Brighton and Hove and we expanded our operations to Sussex, um, a wider part of Sussex. When I say wider parts, so we're operating within a 30 mile radius of Brighton. So that does cover quite a bit of Sussex. And we have quite exciting plans to go to um, the farther out areas, but these will all come come in time uh, while we get our operations all settled up. And 
it, it just gets crazy on, on certain days when we have so many orders to fulfill. So yeah, we're taking baby steps to make okay. sure that we do it right. Okay, great. Thank you, Shiv. Okay, so you've talked a bit about the mission of Roots mm -hmm. and Hoots. So you want to inspire people to uh, live a healthy lifestyle, yep. but you also want to reduce the plastic and the waste that is part of our everyday and every week uh, food shopping experience shopping, yeah. in general. Um, can you tell us a bit about who your target customers are? So uh, this is where I, I think our target customers are anything, anyone who is an eco-warrior. And by eco-warrior, we're not talking about uh, the rebel eco-warriors. We're talking about uh, the mums who wants to make sure that when she does her regular shopping, she tries to reduce the wastage. And she's also able to give her family good, healthy, organic food. We're talking about the working professionals who probably do not have the time to go and pick up the right products, which they want. Uh, but they can now order it online and then do some good while they're shopping. We're also talking about the students because students sometimes look at um, these factors and think, ah, oh, yeah, probably my budget doesn't allow that. So we have taken all this feedback into consideration and come up with um, the products at the prices which all these three sectors can uh, segments can consume. And um, that's that's what we have seen. And this is this is what our customer base is right now. So we have got some st statistics of who our customer bases are. And, and we are quite surprised to see the wide variety of customers who want to use this service. So yeah, the answer is anyone who wants to do some good uh, while doing the regular shopping, because we're talking about a regular shopping here. Whatever you buy from the supermarkets, we have a plastic-free alternative for all those products. So yeah, anyone who wants to do good, come be our customer. Yeah, get in touch with Roots and Hoots. Brilliant. Yeah. So this is such a fantastic idea. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey up until this point and how you got started with this business? Well, uh, so I own another business. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a sustainable supermarket called Kindly of Brighton in, in Seven Dials area. Uh, that's a physical store. And when I opened up the physical store and I talked to a lot of our customers, one of the pain points, uh, a couple of pain points was, I don't want to uh, carry the bag, so I'll rather buy the package products. And I'm, I'm confused, how much do I need? Can you, can you help me? So I, I tried to address all of this through Roots and Hoots. And our plan was to launch end of 2019. Uh, it got a bit delayed uh, and then the pandemic hit. So we had to pause everything that, that we wanted to do and um, eventually everything revived back and, and we launched in the middle of pandemic. So we st started in uh, November, 2020. Biggest challenge then was for people to accept this, this new way of shopping. It, it's essentially a new way of shopping. When, uh, it's when I explain it to people, what this is, people get it. But when you go onto the website, I, I wish there was a video on the website telling me what exactly it is, but we, we don't have that. So it, it's trying to get people to use this new way of shopping. That, that was the biggest challenge when, when we started off. And there are obviously a lot of technical challenges which we kind of addressed as, as we went along. And then as we started coming out of the pandemic, April, May of this year, and we started promoting a lot, of, uh, we, we realized what our mistakes were. We started doing a lot of changes. And since then we have seen a gradual increase of, of people using our service. So I think that's, so we started off thinking that this is a novel concept, people will just get it. Um, 
where obviously we were wrong. <laughs> we had to tell it in a way that people get it. So that was our biggest challenge. And then uh, pandemic was a challenge for almost every business. So yeah, those, those were the two key challenges. And coming back to your question, why we started this. So I was always fascinated by the zero waste model. It was my first zero waste shop, which I saw in Berlin, 2016 or sometime. And since then there have been a range of waste-free or package-free shops coming up across the world and a lot more in, in UK as well. And, and this, this some kind of reminds me the kind of life I lived back in India when I was growing up because those corner shops were, were the bread and butter of, of every community. But when the big supermarkets came, people looked at convenience and then, then this, this kind of zero waste uh, or package-free um, shopping model kind of went to the back end. But seeing that in, in the Western world, people are going back to this and, and using this model kind of gave me the confidence that yes, if we start something like this, it's, it's a model which will work. And it's a model which I passionately believe because the amount of wastage that we have in the big supermarkets is totally unacceptable. We can do away with that, but we need a lot more players, a lot more small players like, like us to put pressure on the big supermarkets to do something in that space. And that's what is happening. All the big mm -hmm. supermarkets now have an aisle dedicated to uh, refill. So we are seeing the change, uh, but it, it's us small players who are putting pressure on the big players to do something in this area. And, and that's, that's something which I wanted to push. And I think I'll, I'll take a credit to say, we have succeeded to some degree. We have a long journey ahead, but we are succeeding in, in trying to promote the message that we want to promote. So Shiv, you mentioned that you were running another business before you started Reaps and Hoops. Mm -hmm. um, I just wondered if you could tell us about kind of your journey into that, or if you've always kind of had your hand in some kind of business activity, or if, you know, w when you became an entrepreneur. Uh, so uh, I have always been an employee and I think I was comfortable being an employee. Although I wanted to do um, something for the environment, I always thought it'd be someone else doing it. There are so many brilliant ideas. Someone will come and, come and do that. Uh, but after I saw the first zero waste shop in, in Europe, sometime back in 2016, I thought that this is something that I feel closely connected with. I, I feel passionate about it because I can see the waste reduction that, that it can uh, bring in. Since then, uh, the entrepreneur in me got kind of rekindled saying, no, I want to do something and I know what I want to do. So that kind of kicked my entrepreneurial um, journey. It took me a while before I opened Kindly. So this, this whole thing was in 2016, but kind, we opened Kindly in 2019. So a lot of thinking, a lot of um, making things right, a lot of mindset changes. That's what got me to um, opening up my, my first business, uh, which was Kindly, and that, that was in 2019. But prior to that, it's, it's uh, been always been an employee with an employee mindset. Can you tell us a bit more about that mindset change and what you noticed? So um, I think the key thing was at that point, I was sitting on the fence. Like I said, I was expecting someone else to solve the problem, which I could see in front of me. Okay. But if, if all of us start doing that, then we'll not be able to solve problems. And that's what got me tipping into, let's do it. 
I mean, I didn't have any retail experience. I didn't have any um, business experience. So that was kind of pulling me back saying, even if you do it, do you think you will succeed? But then all these negative thoughts are coming into my mind uh, saying, uh, you can't do it. That, that is a business mindset. Only business people can do it. But if all of us start thinking like that, think, think of all the major, major business people. If, if they started thinking, yes, there's a problem. Someone else will solve it for me. We wouldn't be in the world that, that we live in. And it was all through these books um, that, that I read since then because I wanted to do something. I wanted to change my, I mean, I keep using the term mindset because that's, that's a very broad term. It, it kind of tells you how you think about, about doing things, how you think about taking more responsibilities because as an employee, someone else pays your paycheck. But as an employer, you are responsible for people that you are employing. So that's a big responsibility and, and something probably I was not ready to take on. But all these podcasts that I heard, all the um, interviews that I heard with people who went through this journey kind of helped me be off the fence and, 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 and uh, do something. So it's been a journey to change that mindset itself. Every, I'm, I'm sure everyone has this this thinking within themselves that yes, I wish I could do something. I wish I could do something. I wish I, I want to do something. But converting those um, thoughts into action is is not easy. And for anyone who's sitting on the fence, my recommendation would be listen to the podcast, read some books, read some interviews with real life people who have gone through this journey. And then you'll see this massive change in your own thinking process. That's what has happened to me. And I'm sure it can happen to anyone who, who goes through this uh, journey. Yeah, I think that's a really valid point because it can feel quite overwhelming and quite scary to think, well, I've got an idea, but how do I actually turn that into reality? But as you say, if you're listening to podcasts and you're reading books and you're networking with people who've yeah. done it, it helps you to realize, well, actually, they must have felt similar at some yeah. point and look where they are now. They've overcome those fears. They found a way around the barriers and the challenges and they're now doing it. So yeah. it's possible. I think it's a case of feeling that you're not alone because when you are in such a um, place where you think that, yes, I want to do something, but I don't know. And when you listen to other people, you think that, oh, other people have been at the, exactly the same spot that I am in right now. And now they're in a different place because they did something about it. And, and that's what kind of pushes you to, do something about it rather than just being comfortable where you are. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but for some people who want to do it, but are kind of scared or, or not sure, definitely take that uh, extra step. You won't regret it. Okay, amazing. And what's really fascinating for me about your story is that you founded Roots and Hoops in the middle of the pandemic. So at a point where many people in business where you know maybe having to pivot or put their plans on hold you dive straight in and thought there's an opportunity here well I'm, I'm a big proponent of do what you preach so if if all of us try and do small things here and there we will make a big difference uh, to the environment and I, I kept saying I mean like I said when when I came across the concept of zero waste that was back in 2016 and then I kept thinking, oh, I'll, I'll do this better. I'll make this slightly better and then launch it. But th there's never a good time to, to do something. If you want to do it, do it now. And then you will start seeing the differences. And the pandemic, I mean, we, we sort of paused everything thinking, all right, let's give ourselves six months. It was in February last year. We, we, 
we, we didn't know how long we are going to be in the pandemic. And then I, I just didn't want to put this brilliant idea, which, which I think is still a brilliant idea, on pause for so long that it becomes second. Uh, if, if it would have probably launched uh, in the beginning of 2020, we would have been the first player in the UK market to do this. But uh, towards the end of 2020, Tesco came in and uh, it's partnering with Loop, doing exactly what we are doing uh, and, and uh, providing a range of about 150 odd products to, the, to our customers. And then there were two other players who came in. So it was like now or never. If, if you don't launch it now, it will just be one more player who, who did it. You, you talked before about um, learning from mistakes. So this mm -hmm. might come into this question, but what would you say has been the most challenging thing about your journey to this point? Um, I think the most challenging part, uh, apart from, from the business side, because there is always a challenge. You get up in the morning and think everything is fine, then suddenly someone falls and there's a challenge there. But leaving that aside, I think the biggest challenge is for us to explain to people the concept that, that we're trying to promote. There, there are still emails which I get from customers saying, how does this work? What do you do with this? What do you do with that? Um, so I think it, it's we are trying to promote a new kind of lifestyle. We're trying to move away from the linear economy where we just um, get something, use it and throw it. And that's, that's something which is embedded into, into people's um, way of living. We're trying to move away from there into a circular economy where we say you get something, use it, and then reuse it. So the concept of reuse, which is not um, quite prevalent in, in today's society, and we are trying to do something in, in that space. So we are kind of changing the mindset of people. Some people get it. Some people uh, who understand this whole model get it exactly what we are trying to do. But some people become skeptical. Some people like, I don't understand. So because I don't understand, I'll, I'll not shop. So I think trying to change the mindset of the people or, or, or educate them about what we are doing and why we are doing, I think it has, has been the biggest challenge. And I think that's somehow uh, kind of uh, accentuated by the fact that I'm not good at marketing. So I, I, I probably cannot, cannot go and sell something which I'm very passionate about. Even if I'm passionate about, I'm probably not relaying the right messages to it. So a combination of these two, but the main challenge, like I said, is, is trying to uh, get people to accept this new way, uh, new way of living. This, this might already feed into what you said, but I'm just wondering, it, it might help our listeners to hear. Mm -hmm. uh, they might have an idea that they're, they're working on. It could be very early stage. But what's one thing that you know now that you wish you'd known before you started this business? One thing which I would do differently if I were to do this all again, all over again, is start with the power of why. Why are we doing this? Why should you shop with us? And why should you not shop with us? We, we just went with the message of this is who we are. This is what we do without probably telling people um, why. So uh, I guess that's, that's the biggest learning that I have taken uh, from, from this whole journey. And uh, I'll probably go back to the marketing. So the marketing needs to be at the forefront of everything. Yes, you need to build the logistics. Yes, you need to build the operations. But if you're not able to relate to the people who you are, what you do, why you do, and why should people shop with you, it's, it's, um, it, it becomes doubly difficult. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that, I think that's a really key point. Like You clearly have a passion for the planet, the environment, and yeah. 
a passion for wanting people to lead healthy lifestyles and have the option to lead a healthy lifestyle. Um, So I think that comes across when you're talking now, um, but it's interesting to hear that that's previously been a challenge to get that message across to your customer base. Yeah, yeah, because for our customers, some customers will reach out to us, then we talk to them and then they get it. But for a customer, the, the, the face of the business is the website for an online shop. And if the website doesn't, well, like I said before, I wish my website, I, I sit there as, as my website, but I'm not there. So people look at the website and they say, oh, yeah, we get it. Or if we don't get it. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to shop with you. So, yeah, that's that's one thing which I'll do completely different when, when I do uh, do this whole thing again. Okay. Okay. And um, who is it that you are working with? Because like, it sounds like you're really busy. You're packing lots of orders every day. Like you can't be doing this all by yourself. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, so you, I, I have an amazing team around me. So um, there are two co-founders in this business. So one mm-hmm. is uh, myself, the other one is Ram, who is the technical um, uh, genius. He, he takes care of, of everything which is related to the website and the strategy and the finance. So um, the two of us are the brains behind um, the business. So we two are the ones who converted our idea into what it is right now, and then supported by two amazing people. So Lela, Lela is the e-commerce manager. So she is the brains behind how the operations work and the customer care. I think that's that's one of the key highlights for the business, the customer care. And Lela does an absolutely brilliant job in that. And then we have Bram, who's our, our warehouse everything. So he, he, he does he does the setup of the warehouse. He because sometimes we get a product which which has a, an order which has hundred odd products. Bram has devised such a brilliant scheme to figure out that okay, all these hundred products I can um, pack in in X number of minutes, and then he charts out uh, how the how the order should go to in order to reduce the carbon emission. So. It's these four people who are the pillars of, of this uh, this business. So yeah, and and I I don't think I could have done this all by myself except if it was not for this team of people that that I have. Your dream team. My dream team, and yeah. we will go places with this dream team. Amazing, that's great. Okay, so it sounds very hectic. Um, really quite a, a busy, a thriving business. So how easy do you find it to build in rest time each week uh that's um that 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 was a challenge when when i started off because um it's it's not just um roots and hoods that is kindly so trying to run two businesses at the same time it's it's it was hectic when it all started off but uh, the, the key to that is having a right team in place so we because i have a team we know exactly what each one of us meant to do, and then we divide the task. And then each one of us has been mandated to take a, week, a day, if not two days, off in the week. Completely switched off. You're not doing anything related to work, but just just focus out of work. So, and then this whole model of switching it, switching on, switching off, is, is helping us because every day, every time there's a challenge, we are are not struggling because we have switched off already, and then we are switching it back on. And after that switching off, you can you can run um, run again, and and that's been the key for for me, uh, and I hope it's for uh, the main team as well, which mm. kind kind of get it. Yeah, it's so important. And once you've had that downtime, 
that time away from emails, that time away from holding the responsibility, knowing that you've got a team member or team members there who are yeah. taking up the slack while you're resting. You come exactly. back feeling refreshed, re-energized, and as you say, yeah. in a better position to face any issues or problems that might come up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and and this is all by, so a bit of a background for me. So I've been an employee all my life. And when I made the transition to an employer, first of all, there was this big mindset change, which I had to get in. But at the same time, I, I started reading a lot of books. I, I used to hate books before, um, but I started reading a lot of books. And the common theme that you get from all these books is look after yourself. Business runs on you. So if you don't look after yourself, the business will not go anywhere. And, and that, that has, well, it, it, it took a bit of time to, to understand that. But once you realize that, then you know that no, there's, there's no other way but to um, segregate uh, work and, and uh, personal life and take care of both. Mm, yeah, no, that's so important. And yes. I know that that will be important for our listeners as well to really take that on board. You've kind of touched on this a bit already, but what are your hopes for the future of Roots and Hoots? Well, my, I, I want Roots and Hoots uh, to be a national uh, delivery company. Right now, if you're focusing on, on East Sussex, um, we are planning to go to a couple of other regions soon, but the, the operations behind this is, is not easy. And having this small team of people, we, we want to tread cautiously because we want to make things right. We don't want to expand the operation in such a way that the whole ethos of the business is taking a hit. I, we're trying to reduce waste, but we are creating waste because we, are, we have expanded the operation um, uh, so widely and, and so quickly. So the long-term goal is to have a nationwide business where people come to us instead of going to the supermarket or supermarkets basically adapting to what we are doing. So basically reducing waste, either through us or through the big supermarkets at, at, at a national level. And we are going to take uh, baby steps to make sure we are treading the uh, path carefully. Okay, amazing. Well, Shiv, thank you so much for joining us. Before we let you go, um, it's been really great hearing about your journey and about Roots and Hoots and your mission and vision for the business. Can you just tell our listeners how they can find out more about Roots and Hoots? Oh, uh, so you can visit our website. So that's uh, Roots and Hoots, uh, Roots, R-O-O-T-S, A-N-D, and then H-O-O-T-S, rootsandhoots.com. So just, just a bit um, about Roots and Hoots. So we want to go back to the roots of how we used to do things before, but we want to hoot about it. So that's the Roots and Hoots uh, connection. So website name, rootsandhoots.com. And uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook with Roots, the letter N, Hoots. So Roots and Hoots, both on Instagram and Facebook. And come come check us out. Um, have any feedback on, on anything that we can do differently or any collaborations that we can do with other like-minded people. More than open to have that discussion. Amazing. Thank you so much, Shiv. Thanks, Georgina. Nice talking to you. If you're a current Sussex student or if you graduated within the last three years, the Careers and Entrepreneurship team are here to support you. Whether you're curious to find out more, want to develop a business or social enterprise idea, or if you want to find out about being an innovator within a company, we would love to hear from you. Contact us at entrepreneurship 
at sussex.ac.uk or visit our web pages for more details sussex.ac.uk forward slash careers <laughs>